This episode is dedicated to my father, Wayman Mays. He passed away this past November, and I just wanted to remember him um, in the beginning of my research. It was about 10 years ago when I first started, and I called him and told him that I wanted to come home and go walk around the cemetery and take pictures of my grandparents' tombstones to be able to document those. Yeah, the thing about it is that he wasn't very, like, vocal (laughs) in his support, but he, you know, supported you quietly. Like, you know, when we were there, he would pass you a box of (laughs) pictures. Yes. Or say, come on, let's go to the cemetery because we didn't know where it was. Right. So that's kind of what I remember. Yeah, he... um. He never really sat down and told me stories or anything about his childhood or his family or anything like that. But he was always good about pulling out old pictures and us going through old family pictures and telling me who I was in those pictures and walking through the cemetery and making sure that I um, documented all of our relatives um, tombstones and took pictures of them and things like that. Um, So that was something that because I'm not a cemetery person and everybody in my family knows that I hate going to the cemetery. Um, So he was always willing to take me and walk around with me. So that's something that we did together that I'll always have with me um, about our, about about this journey that I'm on. Yep. Cool. Rest in peace, Mr. Mays. Love you, daddy. Hey everybody. Welcome to journey through the generations. I'm Philip. Hey guys, I'm Trisha. And we are back. I know. It's been a long time and a long year. It really has. And I know a lot of people have felt the same way, Um, you know, but it's 2021. and It's a new year. Yep. And even though we're still dealing with a lot of the same issues from 2020, um, we're going to try to stay positive and... um, and put some stuff out for right. We start year. out the new year with the new podcast, um, and we're going to keep it going this time. Right. So um, it's been a while. Um, the last <laughs> podcast we did was February 2020. That seems like so long yeah. ago. And of course, um, COVID hit in March. Right. Well, it was hidden, but really before that. But it got like real. Yeah, it, it got really big in March. Um, where I started working from home like March 14th or something like that. Yeah, you know, that's when um, the National Basketball Association shut down, all the amusement parks shut down, the Family History Library in Salt Lake City shut down. That's when I knew it was real. Yeah, so, you know, we've been dealing with a lot, you know, with COVID and, and thankfully we haven't had um any covid issues right. in our family um i think a couple of people had yeah, it here uh, recently but yeah. it, it wasn't they got over it right um then we had an election yes. and an inauguration yes. which was a uh, big time that was serious um we can't go anywhere no <laughs> so, we haven't had a vacation since Salt Lake city yeah, that was so the last place we went it's kind of hard to go and do um you know, genealogy research, uh, you know, because people did have like virtual meetings and they opened up Mm -hmm. their records for online, but it's kind of hard to 
because you want to go. You want to be there. And I'm really an in-person, in-library researcher. I do research on my own on my computer, but when I really do my real hardcore research, I like to be in the library um, around the books. I don't know that just... It just seems like I'm being more productive, I think. Um, I was able to do one small um, research trip to Little Rock um, right after my birthday in August. And I was able to go down to Little Rock to the Butler Center. And it was totally different. I had to get my temperature taken. I had to... um, I was the only one in the library, I had to make an appointment. I had to call a week in advance. I actually had to send them the list of things that I wanted to review so they could have it out for me. Um, so we wouldn't have as much contact with the librarians and things. It was just, it it was a little overwhelming because I'm just used to going in and getting what I want. Um, but I had to do a lot of um, work ahead of time to prepare for that two hour trip um, to the library. Yeah. And then you heard at the top of this episode, um, we had a, an unfortunate death in the family. So um, just a lot, you know, really going yeah, on. Yeah, we had a, a lot, lot going of, on. A lot of things. Um, also, um, before my father passed away, um, we were able to um, go through and help clean out um, his brother's home, our ancestral home, because that's the home that they grew up in with their parents. He still lived there. Um, so we were able to go um, to that house in my hometown um, and go through it and go through pictures and documents and school records and um, just family mementos and things like that. Um, so that was something that was definitely um a good thing that came out of 2020. Yeah, it was a lot of work, but... And I still have quite a bit of boxes to go through as well. Yeah. So we're happy to be back and we're ready to get started for 2021. How about it? I'm so ready. All right. So one of the things we did at the beginning of 2021 is we sat down and said, hey, instead of, you know, coming up with resolutions... Let's set goals. Yeah, I like the idea of goals. It helps me to actually think that I'm obtaining something and I actually can write out. It doesn't have to be just one specific thing like I'm going to do more research. I can be a little bit more specific with my goals. Yeah. And so we set our goals for 2021 for both us individually Mm -hmm. um, and also for Journey Through the Generations. Yeah, and that includes the blog and the podcast. Yep. So we'll talk a, a little bit about those things as we go along um, in the episode. But uh, one of the things that we want to talk through is uh, the benefit of setting goals instead of resolutions. Um, it increases your chance for success. Um, you know, setting resolutions, it has a negative you know, connotation to yeah, it. Yeah, that it only lasts a couple of weeks. Yeah, it, it, people say, "Oh, by January, you you're gonna be in, have broken your mm-hmm. resolution." Um, so it's really not um, something that you want to really bring into what you want to do for the year. Right. When I think of resolutions, I always think of you know the generic. I want to lose weight. I want to save money. Those type of things. And I wanted to do something that I really wanted to be able to continue throughout the year with these goals. Yeah. And the thing is, is that 
resolutions tend to not be so specific. So, mm-hmm, yeah. like you said, you you know, you want to lose weight. Okay, how do you want to lose weight? How you much know, weight wh- do you want to lose? What are you going to do right. to get there? Are you going to work out? Are you going to change your diet? Are you going to get your family involved? Mm-hmm. There's so many other things that you can do. So when you set goals, you can have a goal and then you can have sub goals to help you be successful, I think. Right. And... Doing that helps keep you motivated mm-hmm. um, and focused right. um, on what's to come for the year. And But when you set those goals, you have to set goals um, to where they're more attainable. Correct. You don't want to set a goal to something far, far reaching that you probably are not going to be able to be successful at. I want to set myself up for success this year because I really haven't done a lot of research in the last 12 to 18 months. Um, So this year, my goals are really to get me back into the habit of researching. They're to get me, you know, excited about my research again. So that's why these goals are so important. Yep. So what we're going to do today is talk about how to set goals. um, And then we'll tell you some of our goals that we came up for uh, this year. But so what we're going to do is talk about how to set goals. And then we'll tell you some of ours that we set um, for uh, this year. Um, But before we do that, so, you know, with COVID and everything, mm-hmm. we've just pretty much shut down and stopped going to stores, right? Right. We've been in the house. And a lot of people are using um, home delivery for their groceries nowadays, <laughs> right? Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So Instacart is one of those ones that you can use for um, for your grocery delivery. Okay. And so one of the things I think is good about Instacart is that instead of doing uh two or three different orders because mm-hmm. you go sometimes you go to two Multiple or three stores. stores then you can do all of your orders on one all of your stores on one order that's very convenient and that way you can get more you can get your stuff at once right instead of having multiple deliveries in this case instead of going to multiple stores we would have multiple deliveries yeah because we want to keep as many people away from the house just like we want to keep away from other people. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah. And so one of the benefits of Instacart is they uh, put you up or connect you with a personal shopper um, in your area Mm -hmm. to shop and they'll deliver the groceries um, from your favorite store. So we shop at multiple stores um, when we we don't shop at just one grocery store. And I believe that most people shop like that. But uh, our stores we shop at is Walmart, Sam's Club, and Aldi. Correct. So we can do all that, and they would deliver just one time at the house, like you said. So instead of us being out for three hours making three stops, we have one person to do it all and bring it to us. Right. Um, Instacart will deliver in as little as one hour. Um, it depends on how many stores that they're going to. Right. Um, so you'll want to read to find print on that. But we put a link down in the episode notes. Um, it's a link for you to follow. It lets Instacart know that we sent you and it helps support our show. So visit that link and use Instacart to have groceries delivered to your house. All right. So... Um, we talked about setting goals and how you set goals, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was reading an article in Forbes magazine 
discussing how to set goals. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really good. It made sense uh, to me. And <clears throat> being in my, you know, in a, in a, you know, professional business setting all my career, um, I kind and we, you know, you set goals every right, year for yeah. what you want to do. So I kind of subconsciously knew a lot of this stuff, but I kind of wanted to uh, bring it like really nice and neat to right. everybody to be able to read it and see it and know that's what you're doing. It it helps a lot. Yep. So before we get started, I'll tell you that there's a link to this article in the episode notes. So if you want to go and read that article, you can do it um, by using that link. So the first thing you want to do when you're setting your goals is start by looking at the past year. Correct. Yeah. So I know some people say, well, don't look back. Well, I don't really agree with that too much. Right. You have to know what you've done so you don't do it over again or how you can do it differently and do it better. Yeah. I think you want to figure out, you know, what worked Mm -hmm. and what didn't. Correct. And so... Now you can say, if you want to continue doing those things, what do you need to do different? Right. Because you don't want to go doing the same thing, right. you know, as you did last year and it didn't work. Yeah. Why so would you do that? When I looked back at my research that I was not consistent with last year, the thing that I noticed was when I would research, I would just sit down at my computer and just search names of my family tree, not with a purpose, not with any intent. I just wanted to see what I could find on everybody in my tree. And that just was not beneficial to me at all. So going forward, I have decided that I will focus on three married couples this whole year. Um, My grandfather, Booker, and um, the family, the slaveholding family of um, my hatchet line. And that's what I'm going to focus on. So make sure you know what you're going to focus on. Absolutely. Um, The second thing is make sure you set realistic goals that are tied to your values. And so write it out, Mm -hmm. write down. And I'm, I'm a write, I'm a list person. I like to write things down or at the very least type them into my notes app on my phone or my computer, but um, set those realistic goals and write what's important to Mm -hmm. you and a vision for your life. Um, And then set those goals to help you attain that vision that you have. Right. Not only write them down, but keep a copy of them somewhere that you can see all the time. So I have my goals written out in my um, genealogy journal. I have it on my blog, but I also keep them um, in my folder where I plan to keep all of my um, research documents for those specific people that I'm researching this year. So I can see my goals. I can mark through them when I'm done with them. I can add to them if I need to. Um, just make sure that you have your goals in front of you that you can see as well. Right. You, you, If you set a goal that you want to you know, move up in your, in your job mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, you don't want to set a goal as, you know, well, I'm going to become a, you know, um, in order to do that, I got to take classes or whatever it is. And is it, is that really realistic for you to do Mm -hmm. for some people? Yeah, sure. It is. It was for me. I took classes. 
um, you know, took them at night and online classes or whatever I needed to do. But it's not for everybody. Because if you got, you know, four kids running around the house and you got all these different things going on, is it really realistic for you to be able to go back, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to school? And at maybe, that point. Right. And maybe you don't take, you know, 12 hours. You don't, you take, you start out with three hours. You take one class. Um, do something that you know that you can be successful at. Your goals should make you be successful, not make you feel bad about yourself because you're not getting them done. Yeah. And so once you kind of set those goals, now you want to create a plan on how you want to reach those goals. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do. And so this article had what they called a SMART plan. Mm-hmm. And the word SMART is an acronym um, for a specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So if you use that that feature when you're setting your goals, you're more... Um, you're more apt to be able to reach your goal. Right. And that's the whole purpose of, you know, these goals, or if you still call them resolutions, that's fine. That the whole goal is for you to be able to be successful and to complete them. So you want to be able to not only write them down, put them somewhere where you can see them, but you also want to be able to act upon them and get them done. Right. And you want to make sure that, um, that it's measurable. That, right. Yeah. You know, if you're if you have a goal to save, you know, a thousand dollars for the year, and you come up with a plan of you know saving X dollar amount out of every check for the year, then that's measurable because right. you can go back and say, okay, I was I should have you know I don't know making this up I should have saved a hundred dollars by now. But if you're not at a hundred dollars, now you know that you're falling behind on your goal, and you need to, you know, make some changes to what you do if you still want to meet that goal. Right. Because one of my goals is to attend two genealogy conferences um, in 2021. Um, so in order for me to do that, I have to, especially now that a lot of them are virtual, that means that I need to stay on top of, you know, social media outlets to see what's going to be available in the genealogy conference world this year. Um, Cause you know, even though they're virtual, you still have to pay for them. So I still have to save money for them. So there's still things that I have to do to be able to achieve that goal of attending two conferences. Yeah. That's kind of one of my goals too, is, um, is to attend a few more conferences um, because I'm still in the rookie stage of family research, and I still don't know um, a lot about what I'm doing. Um, so, but you me, have a really good research resource that you could tap into. What? Trish May's coming. <laughs> I, I'll use you when I uh, get to a hard point. <laughs> um, no, you've done great on your own. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So uh, for the uh, last step in this uh, is for each goal, set small steps and make sure you have an accountability buddy, somebody that will help you stay on track, can tell you, you know, 
hey, you need to get back on it. <laughs> so you need to make sure that it's somebody that you can take direction from and you're not going to get in your feelings when they tell you you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Right. And you also need to make sure that person is actually going to tell you when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and that they're going to give you that direction that you need when you need it. That's also important to find the right person to do that. Right. For sure. So I hope these uh, kind of uh, steps that we talked about um, here helps you. Um, Maybe you're already doing it. Um, That's great. Um, So hopefully you listen to this and it helps you with your uh, goal setting. Just because it's not January 1st doesn't mean that you don't. You can (laughs) can can make a goal whenever. whenever you want. January, March, August, December, whenever that idea or that plan pops into your head, that's when you start working on your goals. Yeah. So some of the goals that Trisha's already mentioned, a few of the goals that she's she has set um, for this year, um, we kind of have individual goals, um, but we also have journey through the generation mm-hmm, right. goals. So uh, for me personally, I want to uh, research more often. Um, I am a uh, notorious uh, I don't know what you call it, but I'm just notorious at doing a lot of things. Correct. A lot of different things. Yeah, you always have a lot going on. I always have something going on, and uh, it's more important for that, for me to do those things than research at the time. Right. And so uh, I'm going to be um, focusing on a part of my family tree that's empty right now. Uh, last year I was able to fill in some of the spaces, Mm -hmm. but I have a big hole in my family tree that I need to help fill in. Um, it's, I know it's kind of taking me last year. It took me to, I believe I've mentioned it before. I think on the podcast, it's taking me to Guyana in Mm -hmm. South America. Uh, but I also think it's getting ready to take me to Scotland, Scotland. Right. Yeah. And I have no idea <laughs> about Scotland. Yeah, me either. And I had to look it up on the map just to make sure. <laughs> you know, I didn't. Right. Of course, I know where Scotland is, but, but I don't specific, know where yeah. it is in relation to other countries. Mm-hmm. And so I had to look that up. But I don't know anything about Scotland. I don't know, you know, research about Scotland or anything. But I'm hoping that I can use some international resources that we um, learn about at Roots Tech. Yeah, I think you'll be able to find some good resources um, that will be able to assist you in um, both Guyana and Scotland research at Roots Tech. And then also Trisha is talking about earlier how we went and cleaned out the home uh, of her uncle and she <laughs> brought back a bunch of stuff. We brought stuff back, and then we had a friend drive um, from 
uh, from Newport yeah. with more stuff. Right. And my car is now sitting outside <laughs> and not in the garage because that stuff is taking up my garage space. So but you have to admit. Talked I've, about that's your goal. For, right. You have to admit I've gotten a lot of it out of the garage. Not all of it. Um, but one of the things that I want to um, definitely do is go through because I was able to find so many family pictures, so many pictures of um, my grandmother in um, her organizations. She was a teacher um, and church records because she she was a teacher. She was really into the Methodist church. She was in um, all these organizations and she never threw anything away. So I have documents of all the organizations she was in. I have photos of all of their meetings and conferences and things like that that she went through throughout the years from the 40s to the 80s. Um, So I have a lot of pictures that I need to go through. I need to get them scanned onto my computer. I need to get them um, organized on my computer. Um, Ultimately, my goal is to get them all organized and I want to um, donate them to a repository. So a lot of these organizations from the 40s and 50s aren't around anymore because they were African-American organizations, teachers organizations, church organizations that eventually merged with the Caucasian organization. So they're not around anymore. And so these, these organizations and to be able to have these photos of all of these conferences and meetings that they were able to attend that's history um so I, my goal is to be able to organize them and donate them to a repository yeah and i think um what we have to remember is that you always are going to have a lot to do as a family researcher correct you just can't try to do everything all at one time and right it's, and it's Spread hard it out. yeah it's hard but i will say that Almost, I guess it's right at 10 years of me doing this research. It was, I don't even know the words to express what it was like to be able to not only go through the house and see all these pictures and all these documents, but to know that my family members, my brother and his wife and my uncle all knew that, well, you know, Trisha's here. She'll make sure that what we need will stay safe. She knows what not to throw away and what to throw away. So the fact that everybody realizes that I am the family historian in the family, that that gave me a sense of pride that they trusted all of this stuff with me. Yeah. Um, And then uh, for the journey through the generations goals, um, we have quite a few, but a a couple of of, uh, of the ones that we had was Around the blog. Yes. According to the, uh, for the blog, I want to, um, again, because I haven't been consistent with my blog either this past year. So I want to write a blog twice a month. I want to continue with my wordless Wednesdays, which is basically the only thing that I was actually consistent with. I want to continue that and post a wordless Wednesday photo at least three times a month. Um, And I think that's. I think that's it for the blog. Yeah. And then we talked about uh, using our social media more. Right. We, we have the Twitter and we do well over there, mm-hmm. but we set up the Facebook page last year, yes. but everything started happening right. with COVID and, and we just really didn't push it out as no. much as we should have. So 
Um, if you are on Facebook, you look up Journey Through the Generations and like our page yeah. and stop by and say hello. Um, another thing is this podcast. Um, we're going to try to do at least one right. per month. And there may be more depending right. on kind of what's going on. But there. you'll definitely hear from us at least once a month. Right. And so, uh, and then there's a lot more that we're going to mm-hmm. be doing. So, And you uh, hear about it throughout the year. Yeah. So we'll continue doing um, some of those things. Um, a couple of um, things we want to bring to your attention is uh, Relative Race. So Relative Race is one of uh, our favorite shows yes. to watch. It's so, so exciting. I love that show. Um, and I saw them last at Roots Tech this last time in February last year. Um, and they said then that they would be releasing the season seven premiere date. And then, you know, COVID hit and everything. And so they weren't able to do it. So they recently just released the premiere date of season seven for Sunday, February 21st. So I would, I wonder how they... I want to know how they handled COVID while they were doing this. So I know like that they got tested and, right. and the people who all that stuff yeah. and the, probably the people who they're going to mm-hmm. go visit tested, but still you have to be careful in COVID and you traveling around, around the, country. the country and all these probably different hotspots at different yeah. times. So I just, I'm, I'm sure they're going to address it in this, you know, on the first episode, right? You don't know the steps they took. Um, but I'll just be interested to kind of know how they navigated, mm-hmm. um, that, but if you don't know what relative race is, Trisha, say how you describe it. I think of relative race as a combination of who do you think you are? The TV show meets amazing race. It's, um, four paired up teams and they race across the country in a car with paper maps and a flip phone. And it is exactly what it sounds like. You don't have any GPS. You have no Wi-Fi, nobody there to help you. It's just you and your partner in a car driving to meet people that you've never met before that are related to you. And it is so exciting to be able to see their journeys because they take a genetic DNA test before the race starts. And they go to different cities and meet family members that they've never met before. And when I say family members, they not only meet their cousins, but in some cases they've met siblings. They've even met parents for the first time on the show. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good show. I I wasn't like keen on watching it at first, but it's a pretty it's a pretty good show. Um, so if you want to watch relative relative race, like Trisha said, it, the first episode is February 21st, um, at 9 PM Eastern time. Um, you can watch it on BYU TV. If you don't have BYU TV, download the app and you can watch it, um, there. That's how we watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, and the episodes are live, like they don't, you know how some apps delay, Right. And yeah, they you come can on actually the next day. It. No, it, it comes on live and you mm-hmm. can watch it when everybody else is watching. Yeah. Or if you don't, if you go to sleep early, shout out to all of those people. You can always watch it later on the next day also. Yeah. And then another thing in the 
uh, genealogy news uh, is uh, Roots Tech is going virtual this year. I know. And when I first heard the news, I was like, oh my goodness, Roots Tech, I'm not going to be able to go to Salt Lake City. Um, but I'm super excited about it. It's not only virtual, but it's free. Now, that's the thing that got me. <laughs> I, so, I mean, I knew that it was going to be uh, virtual because the way way the world is right now and it doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon i knew that we wasn't going to get to february and we'd be out of this thing right and so uh, and not only that this year they were supposed to move it up correct the date like early february the first week of february so it's gonna be next week instead of the last week and I was like, oh, I know that's not going to work. Yeah. But I had no idea they were going to say free. When they said free, I was like, whoa, whoa, did they mean that? <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, this is, Roostek is already the biggest conference in the world. Yes. Not the biggest genealogy conference. Genealogy conference, conference yes. It, and so uh, I just, I still can't believe they're doing it for free. I <laughs> it's, just, it's hard for me to believe too. But yeah, the content in right. it is just... It's still so amazing, it's a, it's and even though crazy. it's virtual, and even though it's free, it's still going to be the biggest genealogy conference in the world. It's still going to bring you hundreds of breakout sessions. You're still going to have those keynote speakers that everybody wants to hear. You're still going to have a, an expo hall. It's going to be virtual, but those vendors are still going to be there, and you're still going to be able to interact with them as well. Yeah, so... We'll save uh, some more of that for uh, our next podcast. We're going to be talking a little bit more about Roots Tech and what you can expect and all that good stuff. Um, but what we do want to tell you about is that we're ambassadors again. I know. That's so exciting. Yep, year two. So. And once they said it was virtual, I didn't know if that was even going to be a possibility. But we were chosen and we are honored to be able to do it. Yeah, we're excited about it. So, um, so more information to come about Roots Tech. Um, and I think we are going to wrap it up here. Yeah, I think, I think that's, I think we did a bit of a catch up and yep. where we are now. So, yeah, I think we did good. So, we're really excited, y'all, to be back. Uh, we've got some great stuff coming up, uh, for you this year. Um, we're happy that you were patient with us. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> you were probably sitting there like, what, what happened to Philip on? and Trisha? <laughs> right. And if you started listening to our podcast during this time when we weren't um, putting out content and shows on a regular basis, thank you so much for being patient and listening to us and just wanting to have us back. Right. Um, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please do so um, and share with uh, your family and friends and let them know we're here and they can subscribe as well. You can find us on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, uh, pretty much anywhere you uh, get your podcast uh, that you listen to podcasts today. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Yep. You can find us by searching Journey Through the Generations. I'm also putting links to all of our social media down in the episode notes. So you'll be able to see and get to us pretty quickly. And don't forget about the blog, um, journeythroughthegenerations.com. There's a lot of good content on there. And you'll be able to listen to our most current podcast there as well. Yep. So I think that's it. 
Thank y'all for uh, listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.